Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. But this morning I do have a word for you that I believe the Lord's given me and the title of this message, this message is called God is Able, Go Big or Go Home. And I'm not talking about going big and going down to your local McDonald's and ordering a double quarter pounder on a sesame seed bun. I'm not talking about that because I'd much rather go to In-N-Out or I'd much rather go to Bud's Burgers in Vallejo. How many know what I'm talking about, right? But here's the thing. I'm talking to you about what God wants to do for you spiritually. Amen? I think all too often... We, we focus on our problems and our issues, and it takes our vision off of what God can do. We get caught up in, oh, Pastor Ray, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand. No, maybe I don't, but God does. And the problem is when we take our eyes off of him and put them on our problem, much like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, He looked at the Lord, and he was walking on water. But the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus, the Bible says he began to sink. And that's what happens when we focus on our issues. Because guess what? If you haven't figured this out, we all have issues. I'm looking at people that I love here, but each of you have issues that you face. Each of you do. How do I know that? Because I do. None of us are perfect. We all face challenges tribulations, trials, the Bible calls them. And the thing is not to get stuck looking at it and saying, oh, poor me. I'm never going to get out of this situation. I'm always going to be stuck here. Life will never get better. I'm always going to be here. No. And today I want to talk to you about how we need to lift our eyes and keep them on our Lord and Savior. Amen. I want to speak to you on the fact that our Heavenly Father loves us so much that he wants to give you abundantly, immeasurably, more than you can ask or ever imagine. Yes. Just think about that. And we're going to read that text here in a little bit, the scripture text. But to, to, to know that he wants to give you more than you can ask or even imagine. I mean, I can imagine a lot of things because believe me, you've heard about how I've prayed for things. You know, specifically, we've written down things in my home and God's granted them. I think a lot of things like that. And hopefully you do, too, because you've heard me. Um, and, And that's the way God operates. But God wants to give you even more than that, more than you can even imagine. And here's why. With God, all things are possible. Amen. God, all things are possible. Now. Our Father in heaven, we know he loves each of us. And if, I, if you needed to hear that again today, God loves you. God loves you. Amen. God loves you. Amen? God loves you today. But the reality is, here's what we may have said in the past. We may have said something like this in the past. Well, there's really nothing special about me. I'm just, I'm just an ordinary believer. I'm just from... American Canyon. I'm, I'm from Vallejo. I, I grew up in Napa. There's, there's nothing special about me. I'm just an ordinary believer. You may have said that in the past. And um, you may have just said, I'm, I'm just ordinary. I'm just ordinary. I'm, I'm right in the middle. I'm not super great. I'm not nobody poor, but I'm just ordinary. Well, I want to remind you today of a simple truth. And let me just share a quick story with you. I had recently become a believer in my mid-20s, a couple years ago, 
And I remember I was in Safeway in Napa. I was in the grocery store, and I, okay, so I'm, I'm a recent convert. I didn't know nothing about Christianity, the Bible. I was beginning to understand what the book of Genesis is and all these other books that I had never heard of. I was beginning to read them and, and understand them, right? And then all of a sudden, from one end of the aisle, I turned, and I see this person in the church that I had just met, and he shouts out, Brother Rick, child of the king. And I'm, I'm looking like this. I'm going, is there another Rick here? Because I'm a new convert. And I looked behind me, but he was talking to me. He said, child of the king. Nobody had ever called me child of the king. And I'm looking, thinking, and it hit me at that moment. That's who I am. And ever since then, you've heard me say this here. That's why I always say it, because God reminded me at that time, and I needed to hear that. I am his child. You are his child. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I am a child of the king. I am a child of the king. Amen? Or you may have said this in the past. You may have said, well, I, I, I see the, the Bible characters in here. I see the, the Peters, the Pauls. I see the Abraham, the Isaacs, the Jacobs. But they were special people. They were really anointed people. I, I see what God did through them and, and in them. But God could never do that in me. Oh, whoa, whoa, slow your roll down right there. You serve the same God they do. Amen? You serve the very same God. The very same spirit lives in you that lived in them. Amen? There's nothing ordinary about you. And I'm not trying to say this to give you an ego to think you're something that you're all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that you're a child of God. You're a child of the king. You're entitled to benefits that are out of this world. Amen? Amen. So I want to challenge you this morning to remind you that God, the God that we serve, the same God who spoke the world into existence. Let me repeat that again. The same God that spoke this world into existence lives inside of you, lives inside of me today. So because of that, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God, Elaine. Nothing is impossible for God, Sister Nene. Nothing, nothing. If you'll stand with me, I want to read our, our sermon text this morning. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. If you can stand, um, that would be great. But uh, I want to turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. And Paul, Paul had just written about God's plan for the Gentiles. And so he discussed the plan, and here he is beginning to, to state this. And he was an awesome prayer warrior. Paul knew how to pray. He was bold. So listen to these words. Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and high, and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure 
of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, other versions say abundantly, more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, let your word be declared this morning, and may we receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. God is good? All the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. And one of the great things I love about Paul is how he could pray. He was known for his boldness. There is there is something about that. As believers, we need to have boldness when we declare God's word. When we pray for others, we need to declare God's boldness. Amen? Amen. See, why did he have a big faith? Because he had a big God. Amen? Show me how big, or show me your prayers, and I'll show you how big your, your God is. Really, that's, that's what it comes down to. Are you believing for the impossible? Or are you just praying simple prayers that are like in a little box? Well, I think God could do that. Or are you believing for the unexpected, the things that take faith to believe in? Now, this isn't part of our text, but Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see with the, eye, with the eyes of faith that God will give you, you can begin to see it, but in the natural, you can't see it happening. It, there's, there's, there's limits. Well, God can't do this. Uh, you know, this person's, you know, uh, they have this sickness, and, and God can't heal it. Well, that's what your natural man would think. How many know that we serve a God that can do all things? Amen. I have seen that happen. Amen? And one of the... Here's the question I want to ask you this morning. Why should I expect God to do great things? Why should I expect God to do great things? Let me tell you why. Because God has the supernatural power to do anything. The supernatural power to do anything He pleases. You see, He has His perfect will. I know sometimes when we pray for situations, we don't see affirmative um, answers to our prayers sometimes because God has his will. He has his plan. He will be glorified. Amen? But what we do know is that God has the supernatural power to allow things to happen. And I want to give you an example. Let me just remind you, Mark 10, 27 says, With God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Let me remind you this morning, I'm looking at a few miracles here. I'm looking at my brother Robert. If I can just pick on you just for a second. This is to give God the glory. This man, if you didn't know him a year ago, he looked great. I didn't know anything was wrong with him. And, and all of a sudden, he needed a transplant. And he was trusting in God. But you know, this is what I want to share about this. It's amazing. He is, his prayer was not only for healing, but to be stronger and feel younger. He's constantly told me that. And, and I look at him now. I greet him in the mornings, and I see him, and he looks stronger than ever. And he looks younger than ever. And I'm jealous of you, brother. No, I'm just kidding. Give him a big hand. Amen? All because we serve a, a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. There's a couple here that are enjoying their, reti- their retirement. They're off this weekend enjoying a camping trip. Wayne and Irene, we all love them dearly. 
if Wayne had not made a visit to that doctor on that day, just a couple of months ago, the doctor told him he wouldn't be here today. The doctor told him that. He just had a, an appointment for a, basically a check of something that was going on unrelated to a heart condition. And the doctor told him if you hadn't come in, you probably wouldn't have made it much longer. So God in his infinite wisdom saw to it to protect him. See, you know why God does that? Because when I see people putting God number one in their life and giving all the glory to God, God takes care of you and God blesses those around you. Amen? God, God blessed Wayne in his surgery. God is healing him. God is continuing to strengthen him. He has an, Wayne has another little pep in his step, if you've noticed. He has a smile. He knows that God gave him another chance. And look out, world. He just wants to be a blessing to all those around him. And he already was. So he just wants to be an encouragement. God can do all things. Amen? A family of four that just recently got baptized in our church. And you know who I'm talking about. Brother Garland, again, they're today. They're visiting family. They're, they're not here today, but he wouldn't mind if I shared this. And he had begged with me, pleaded with me, don't get all emotional when I get baptized, Pastor Rick. Because I, I told him, I, you know, and so I, I did my best just to res- out of respect for him. I really did. But let me tell you, I worked with him years ago, 2010, 2009. I worked with him. I didn't know him. And I, and I began to just share the word of God, you know, speak to him. He was a Jehovah Witness. And I met his wife there who was pregnant at that time with Jaya. And I didn't know them at that time. And then years later, or about four years later, we were doing movies in the park here in American Canyon. I remember movies in the park. We faithfully did that every Friday night. And of all the years our church did that, we did that from 2009 through 2015, of all the years that we did that, the only fruit, the only people that ever came to church out of that was Garland and his family. But it was all worth it, amen? Give him a big hand. So one day he shows up to movies in the park, and he saw me there. I saw him there. I invited him to church, and he was there that following Sunday. And you know, Garland, he's brought dozens of his relatives here. Lots of them have been touched, have re- rededicated their life to the Lord. And he himself was on this journey of trying to figure this out. And so just recently, a few months back, he gave his heart to the Lord, fully committed his life to the Lord, and then he got baptized just a few weeks ago. Isn't God good? God can do all things. Amen? Did I mention my sister Yolanda? This December, this coming December, will be nine years that a doctor told her, you have six months to live. You have six months to live. And here she is, going to be nine years later, again, she had a transplant, a heart transplant, in her case, at a young age, in her 40s. And she's a walking miracle. She's a walking miracle. To God be the glory, amen? To God be the glory. God is able. God is able. Did I tell you about my family? When I was in my mid-20s, I mentioned I got saved, and then... I was the first one in my family that began to attend a church other than the, the church, the denomination that we were raised in. We were raised as Catholic. Uh, we were basically CEOs, 
For those of you that don't know, Christian and Easter only. And so then we, we you know, I, I, I needed God at this point in my life. And I began to, to say, Lord, there's got to be more to life than this. It can't just be weekend after weekend of partying and just getting the next high. And my life was a mess kind of at that point. And I began to ask the Lord, Lord, there's got to be more to this. And he made himself real in my life. I began to ask those questions, and I've told you I became the first one in my, in my family to get saved. Then I began to witness to my mom and dad, and, and then my mom got saved that same year. My sister Yolanda got saved that same year. The following year, a few months later, my sister Irene got saved. And then my dad got saved shortly, about a year after that. And then there was my brother Reuben. He's always the last one to get on the boat. But you know what? When he gets on the boat, he's fully committed. Amen? And he got on the boat, but 10 years later, 10 years later, and he came to the knowledge of who his Savior is. Amen? God saved him. He's in here in church today. Amen? Did I tell you about my house that we got? We prayed. We made a list, a specific list. We printed out. We wrote it at the kitchen table. I just want to say this every chance I get because I want to remind you how specific God answers prayer, that he does things above and beyond what we can ask or imagine. We wrote down all the things we wanted, a new kitchen. We wanted four bedrooms because I wanted an office. I wanted a garage. I wanted a place to, to run the dog in the back backyard. I wanted a fireplace. I love fireplaces. Um, I wanted an open room um, uh, house where you, everything just flows. And if you've all been in our house, you've seen that exact thing. Not only that, God gave us a, it was a new house. It was an older house, but it was in a fire and completely redone three years before we bought it. Completely redone. The roof, the, the floors, the cabinets, the kitchen, the granite countertops, all that God gave us above what we could ask or imagine. Amen? God is good. And, and it wasn't just the house we were asking for. We were asking for a house for ministry. Lord, let us have a house so that we can have ministry here. Much like Dan and Sandy have a house of ministry. If you've been to their house, when you walk in there, you feel the love and the peace of God. That's what I've always prayed for in my home. That when anybody comes in, that they would experience the peace and love of God. Amen? Amen. So God is able. And we're still continuing to pray for a church building here in AC. I don't think God's done with us here. He's not, he's not saying, okay, this is it. I believe God is going to give us a building. And we have penciled in every exact thing what we want. We did this at home. And we did this a, a couple of years ago. And we pray for that. I lay hands on it. And it's going to come to pass. Now, it's going to come to pass in his timetable. Not mine. In his timetable. God is able. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God is able. God is able. Did you know, though, that sometimes we don't have, because the Bible says this in James chapter 4 and verse 2. In the NIV, it says, you do not have because you do not ask God. I believe the King James says that you have not because you ask not. You know, there, there's, there's something about when you go to your parents, right? And you ask them when you're a kid, hey, can, can I borrow 10 bucks? Can I borrow 20 bucks? And of course, they'll, they'll give it to you assuming you've been doing, doing good, right? They'll give you whatever you need. Our Heavenly Father is no different. He's no different. He wants to give you what you can, above and beyond what you can ask, or imagine. 
So this morning, I want to talk to you about a couple of quick points. That first one was immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. The second one is according to his, uh, his power that is at work within us. When we read that text, the scripture, the uh, sermon text, did you catch how many times the word power was used? Three different times it used God's power, his power. You see, you're not the answer to your situation. God is. God alone is the one that brings answer, resolution to whatever it is that you're facing. Amen? Amen. You know, I'm, I got to go quick because I need to leave here in a little bit. But here's, here's what the Bible says. According to his power that is at work within us. His power is working in us. In you and I. In me and you. That's us. It's working in us. Amen? That's a supernatural Holy Spirit power that can do amazing things through each of us. Amen? And according to his power that is in us, the power is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. That's why it's important every day when you pray, Lord, let your Holy Spirit power work through me. Help me to be a, a vessel for your glory. Amen. And we're going to get to that as well. How many remember what it says in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 8, that God, Jesus had told his apostles, wait for the, for the power, the dunamis that would arrive on them, that would fill them, that the power of God would come upon them. Amen. And, and that's the power that you and I need because Without that power, we are nothing. We're powerless. We need his power. Amen? According to his power that is at work in us. But here's the catch. So, so notice the, the word of God is saying that he wants to give you immensely, immeasurably, abundantly, above what we can ask or imagine. But here's the, here's the caveat. Here's the catch. Your life has to match up to the word of God. Amen. It has to match up to what the Word of God here says. Now, if, if, you're, if you're telling me, Pastor Rick, you know, I, I, I'm praying for a smoking hot wife, you know, and, uh, and I'm praying for, you know, uh, that she would be this high, this tall, this color hair, this, you know, color eyes, but you're married and you're praying for that? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there and say, time out. That is not according to the Word of God. God's not going to answer that prayer. Do you, do you see how silly that is? That's silly. That's a silly example. But sometimes we're asking for things that are out of his will. What's his will? His word. His word is clear. If, if you're not sure if that prayer request is, is godly, ask yourself, well, would Jesus ask that? Would, would, would Jesus ask for something like that? And 99% and of the time, that alone will answer your, your request. Amen. So again, we have to be careful how we're asking God. You can't expect God to answer your request if your life is not lined up with God. Again, I'm not saying you need to be perfect because none of us are. I'm saying that, that the moment that you know you've done wrong, you confess your sins. If you've, forg- if you've uh, offended somebody, you've asked them to forgive you of that. And if you're doing those things... God wants to abundantly, immeasurably give you above and beyond what you can ask or imagine. Amen? Here's the key to all that. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. How many know this? It says, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then then what does it say? And all these things will be added unto you, will be given to you. 
<coughs> excuse me, Matthew 6.33 is how I want to live my life. I want to first seek God and his righteousness because then I know the rest of that scripture is, and then all these things will be given to me. All these things, and, and again, I want to be careful here. It's not that I want you to look at God as a Santa Claus, because he's not. I'm not asking you to look at him as a, as a, in terms of a gospel of prosperity, because that's not what I'm trying to teach you here today. What I'm trying to show you is that God wants to bless you abundantly above what you can ask or imagine, but you first have to line up with his word. You have to be living the lifestyle. Amen? Does that make sense? Amen? Amen. How many know that's true? Amen? Now, God's power is working to accomplish things within us. Within us. That's his Holy Spirit power. Three times it was mentioned in that sermon text. Three times God's power is working through us. Maybe this morning you need to begin to ask God, to strengthen you, to give you wisdom, to give you direction for your life. Maybe you need to begin to ask God to transform your life, your mind, beyond what you can imagine. Because a lot of times we get stuck in this little box. Well, this is how my dad did things. This is how my mom lived. This is how my brothers and sisters live their life. And you get stuck in that box. Have you begun to ask God, begin to ask God beyond that, what you can ask or imagine? Maybe you need to begin to ask God for courage to speak his word and his truth, his righteousness. Amen? Wherever you go, everywhere we go, there, I guarantee you today, you'll overhear something. Maybe at Walmart today. You'll overhear a conversation and, and, and you need to just speak up and boldly and say, you know what? And just declare God's word. Amen? And stand up for God's word. God is looking to you. He's given you his supernatural power and empowered you to do that. Amen? Amen. Maybe you need to begin to ask God for abundant love and unity in our church. And I believe we have abundant love and unity in our church. And, And oftentimes you hear in large churches of church splits of divisions and they can't stand the pastor and and this and that and people are arguing and they're and they're shooting each other in the parking lot i'm serious you hear these things in churches it goes on but thank goodness we in this church have a spirit of love and unity amen Amen. begin to ask god for more of that because let me tell you you can never have enough of that you can never have enough of that amen and then god's power is also working to accomplish things through us, through us. I, I often mention to, to young people, ask God to open your spiritual eyes to see the needs around you, to see the needs, because here's what happens on a Sunday morning. Oftentimes I, we see the smiling faces. Everybody smile, Flo- flash those shiny white teeth, right? And, and you know what happens? It's a facade. There's something else going on inside. There's a hurt going on. There's anguish going on. Sometimes we don't know what that is. And what I'm asking you is, because God wants to work through you, open my eyes, Lord, so that I can see the needs around me. You know me, I'm a hugger. I'm just a hugger. I like to give hugs to everybody. That's the way I show love to people. And uh, I'm I'm fine with a handshake, but I really want to give you a hug because I want you to know that God loves you. Amen? Amen. 
God loves you today, and sometimes we just need to give somebody a hug. Not even say a word, just give them a hug. Have you ever done that and that person needed that hug? Have you ever just said, I was thinking of you and I've been praying for you and that person begins to just melt in front of you because you don't know what's going on in their life. Begin to ask the Lord in what area you can serve in ministry. I believe everybody here has a task, a job that they can fulfill in ministry. Whether it's opening up your home for a small group, whether it's You know, it's not necessarily up here, worship or speaking, but there's so many areas that you can be a blessing. Ask the Lord, in what area can I help? What area, what what direction are you pointing me in, Lord? Begin to ask Him those things. Begin to ask God to be your strength and your wisdom. I ask Him that every day. Lord, I need your wisdom. I can't do this on my own strength. I need your strength. We need to begin to do this. Begin to ask God to open doors to reach those who don't know the Lord. Maybe you're here today and you have family members. Maybe in your own home today. Maybe in some relative's home that don't know the Lord. And they don't know and they haven't experienced what I'm talking about this morning. This abundant love. This abundant uh, gift that God wants to give you above what you can ask or imagine. Begin to pray for these people. Amen. Amen. And then thirdly and finally, because as I mentioned, I need to go to Napa. I'm going to go finish over there. I'm going to go preach over there. God gets the glory. We do everything so that God may get the glory. Amen? If Pastor Rick's getting the glory, this is, it's all twisted. And that's one thing that I look for in churches. If I'm listening to them, if I'm watching them online or TV, if that minister's getting all the glory, that's not a God. It may sound good. But it's not a God, because God is to get all the glory. Amen? God is to get all the glory. Our job as believers is to make him known to the world. Greg Laurie, if you ever hear him, of Calvary Chapel, has this, his motto is to, to know him and to make him known. Right? And that's, that's their tagline. That's what they do, and he does that extremely well. But as believers, that's our job. It's to make him known to everybody that we come in contact with. Amen? Amen. To him be the glory. God's reason for what he does, for everything that he does, from the beginning of Genesis to the book of Revelation, is so that he receives all the glory. The Bible has many scriptures in the Old Testament where he is a jealous God. He desires glory. He desires worship. And he wants no other to get the glory. Amen? He alone wants the glory, and He alone deserves to receive that glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then the other thing that He uses is the church. The church is the primary tool so that He would be glorified. This church right here, any church that you see in American Canyon, Vallejo, the surrounding areas, the churches are to be bringing Him glory. Amen? God, or let, let me ask you this. Repeat after me. I am the church. You are. Church isn't a building. It's not this multi-purpose room here in this school. You are the church. All of you. You are the, the Greek word is ecclesia, uh, the church. You are that, the church. You are that. You and I, together. And God uses us so that you will fulfill the purpose that he's created you to fulfill. Amen? And in the end, the end result is he receives all the glory. Amen. It's that simple. Amen. 
God has placed you and I in this church not only to discover our purpose, but ultimately to give him all the glory and honor. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3 and verses 20 and 21 say, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And as I close this morning, let him be seen in you. Stand up for him. Let him be seen in you. Stand up at your, co- at your workers, workplace, to your co-workers. Stand up for truth and righteousness. Amen. Don't just laugh it off when they crack that joke about the, you know, whatever minister they saw on TV or some, some comment, some flippant comment about the word of God. Stand up for truth. Stand up for righteousness. Amen? The Bible says that God says that if you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you at that day. Don't be ashamed of your father in heaven because he's certainly not ashamed of you when you stand up for his truth and his righteousness. Amen. Let me suggest something to you. That all the things that we worry about, sometimes when we just focus on our issue, maybe it's a health, maybe it's a marital issue, maybe it's a relationship issue. When we just begin to focus on that, the devil's won. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do is so focus on that issue that you can't put your eyes back on God, who is the one, the sustainer, that gives you the supernatural power to get to where you're going. See, God allows you to go through trials so that ultimately you get on your knees and it draws you closer to Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. I think all too often we get caught up in our problem. Oh, but Pastor Ray, you don't understand. You don't know how I'm hurting. You don't know what they did to me. It doesn't matter. We serve a supernatural God that can bring you out of all that hurt. And he can give you a new lease on life. He can give you joy, peace. He can be your sustainer. He's the one that refreshes your spirit, your soul every day. He's the one that gives you strength and wisdom every day. Amen? Amen. Amen. Have confidence in the power of his word, in the working of his supernatural power and spirit in you. Have confidence in that. Amen? Because again, you are a child of the king. Again, look at your neighbor and tell him, I am a child of the king. Think about that. I'm a child of the king. God is able. Go big or go home. Go big is what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to go home. He wants you to go big with your dreams, expectations, prayer requests, how you love one another. Go big. Go big, amen? Expect God to, go, to do great things and amazing things in your life this morning. Amen. Do you receive that this morning? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your precious word. Lord, you want to so bless your people. Lord, you want to encourage your people. And Father, I know you're our sustainer. You're our, the giver of life. You're the giver of spiritual life and, and of wonderful spiritual gifts. And we pray this morning, Father, your blessing upon every listener here today. Those that are listening on the internet, Lord, later, I pray, Father, your blessing upon them. And I pray, God, that we would begin to ask immeasurably, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. 
And Lord, that we would see things that are amazing because your supernatural power is at work in our life. And so, Lord, we give you thanks and praise this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.